Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of Casual Sports Fans, where we are anything but casual. Some of you guys might recognize us from YouTube, but if not, welcome to our brand new show. We'll go around and introduce ourselves. I'm Ben Gatowski, and I'm a huge Wisconsin sports fan. Hey, I'm Evan Berger, and I'm a huge Chicago sports fan. And I'm Andrew Bartle, and I'm a little bit in between. He's a little bit bipolar, but here on our first ever episode, we're going to be discussing the NFL. Um, we had a big divisional weekend this week, conference championships coming up in a couple of days. And without further ado, let's roll the intro. So we're talking about our divisional round of the NFL playoffs today. Let's start with what is the biggest takeaway from each game. We'll start over on the AFC side. We'll transition over to the NFC. Guys, what do we think about Chiefs-Browns? You know, the Chiefs and the Browns, people like to... I've heard you guys argue about this. You know, Ben, you brought up the fact that since they lost by six points, it is directly based on that no call on that, you know, head-to-head hit with... Higgins towards the end zone at the end of the second half, but then Evan, you brought up that they wouldn't even have been that close if it hadn't been for Mahomes not being in the game. But I just think that this proves that the Chiefs are a team that can overcome adversity on their way to a possible another Super Bowl victory. Yeah, I agree with you that obviously everyone knows that was a horrible call, and in college football, that would have ended to a targeting and injection. But even with that bad call, you kind of have to look at if Mahomes stayed in the game, this game could have gone out of hand. So I'm fine with people complaining about the call, but also on the other hand, I don't think Browns fans could complain that that ended the game. I think their defensive performance on the last drive especially, with that huge Haney run, should not have let that happen. Obviously, the ballsy call by Andy Reid on fourth down. I think you got to look at your defense, and that's, I think, the main reason they lost this game. Yeah, I completely and totally agree. I think on the scoreboard, and I do think that if that call is made and Mahomes gets down, goes down, the complexion of the game does semi-change. A lot of momentum would have swung in the Browns' favor, but the defense was just so bad. So it makes it a little bit tougher for me to say that when you're getting killed by... What's the dude's name? Darnell Williams. Like, C.E.H. Yeah, Daryl Williams. C.E.H. was even out that game. He wasn't. C.E.H. isn't in the game, and you're getting the ball ran down their throat. So the Browns' defense just looked so bad. And even at the end of the game, they couldn't come up with the stop they needed to get the ball back to the offense. So let's say that touchdown does get put in, and then Mahomes goes down and gets hurt, and everything else in the game remains the same. So that would make the score 23-22 for the Cleveland Browns. But... Chad, whatever his name is, Chad Henney, is just marching down the field. So I think he gets the Chiefs into field goal range. I don't think that's such a bold assumption to make. And I think the Chiefs will win that game regardless, unless the momentum really does swing that drastically, which I'm going to be honest with Andy Reid calling plays and with all of the talent on that Kansas City offense, I doubt it does. I think Casey deserved to win that game, and I think they did. You know, the interesting thing about the Browns' defense is that when they played the Titans and Derrick Henry, they blew them out. They stopped the run really well. The Browns have a very good and talented defensive front, and they were healthy for this game. So it's really interesting to think that maybe it was just because of a different game plan. I mean, the Browns have had a top-run defense the entire year, but with the Titans, all they had to do is make Tannehill play quarterback. You can't make Patrick Mahomes play quarterback because that's how you lose the game very quickly. 
So it was interesting to see the Chiefs actually start to run the ball in that game because the Browns were just letting them. I totally agree, but at the same time, the Titans are the most bipolar team in the league. So you could argue that it was a awful game for the Titans as opposed to really a great game for the Browns. Yeah, also, when you're really looking into it, Miles Garrett, for some of the game, was on the sideline. You could see he was a bit winded. I don't know the exact injury, but when you could stop Miles Garrett, the passing game really opens up. And that's the main thing. When you can stop the top pass rusher, that also opens up a play action. And the run inside was working a lot for a lot of the game with not a great running back like Daryl Williams. And also, with that defense, what you could point out is that through the first, in all of the first half, actually, the, the Chiefs just weren't stopped. I think they had two field goals, two touchdowns, and a missed field goal of like 30, mid-30 yards in all five of their drives. So if this Chiefs offense is healthy versus the Bills, that's something to look into because they are pretty dominant in the first half of this game. Yeah, I totally agree. The Chiefs at points in this game looked completely and utterly unstoppable. And the thing that really made me mad, because of course, who isn't pulling for Cleveland in this miracle kind of a season just what two years removed three years removed from going 0 and 16 so everyone is pulling for the Browns but the thing with the Chiefs is Mahomes is going to be Mahomes that offense is going to score points no matter what you can't really game plan for Patrick Mahomes Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey but you can game plan for stuff surrounding Patrick Mahomes Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey the Chiefs average six yards per carry Daryl Williams averaged six yards per carry. I guess the Chiefs technically averaged like five at point one or something for the game. But if Kansas City is running the ball down your throat so relentlessly and you just can't stop it, I think that says a lot about the Browns. And honestly, I'm not going to say the D coordinator should be fired, but it was a very, very bad look when you can't stop the run and you've been game planning for this all week, especially off a team Mahomes hadn't played in, what, three weeks, two weeks? So... It was just a very bad look for the Browns' defense in general, despite Kansas City only scoring 22 points. Yeah, bringing this to the other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield actually had a really solid game. That pick in the beginning of the second half, it was a bad throw, but throughout that, he controlled the games. He threw great passes, especially to Rashard Higgins, even the one that had the fumble, but he threw some dots to Rashard Higgins. He got a really nice pass to Donovan's people's Jones outside. So I don't think we can really put the blame of this game on Baker Mayfield himself. And even Nick Chubb, he didn't have his best game, but he got some really strong runs, and he had a solid game. So I don't think, even though the offense didn't put up the most points, he put up only 17 points. I think he had a really fine outing, and in the future, I don't, I'm not too worried about this Browns offense. I think the Browns kind of need to reshape their defense, especially their linebackers. You know, this Bills-Ravens game, there isn't a lot to talk about, but we're going to get into it anyway. Do you guys remember that DB at the NFL Combine, at the Scout Combine? They got drilled in the face after he didn't know which way the ball was going to come from. First of all, I want to say I identify with him very much. I feel like that is a mistake that I would make. Just something as dumb as, you know, you don't know which way the ball is coming from. Well, he is the Bills cornerback that actually returned the interception 101 yards for a touchdown and basically pretty much put the Ravens in their place and ended the game and basically squashed any momentum that the Ravens could possibly get at mounting a comeback. So, you know what? Good for him. And maybe that won't be the defining thing in his career anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome for him. I don't know. I just think overall that game was just a very bad look for Lamar Jackson in general. It's not like the Bills even neutralized the run game. The Ravens were averaging almost five yards a carry, 32 rushes, 150 yards. on the dot and if you told me the Ravens were going to do that coming into this game I think a lot of us would have said oh 
I'd pick the Ravens to win, unless Lamar Jackson doesn't show up, which he failed to do, throwing a 107-yard pick six, which I think if he doesn't throw that pick six, I think the Ravens win the game, like despite the final scoreboard, because they're getting at least three, which would have put them up 6-3 at the time. And it's it's just tough after you throw a pick six. It happened to the Packers against the Bucks. You throw a pick six, every ounce of air just leaves your chest as an offense. And Lamar failed to show up. He's had his playoff struggles. He won a game. He got that monkey off his back. But now it's going to become can Lamar really, really, truly become a great passer when he needs it most? Not just in a regular season game off the Browns after he comes off of taking a dump. But can he do it consistently week in and week out? And I think it'll be really interesting next season to see if Lamar can really, really, truly take that next step as a passer. Yeah, I I agree that Lamar really needs to prove himself. So even though he got his huge first playoff win, and a lot of people were doubting him as a playoff quarterback, in that win, his passing ability wasn't really shown. He had some really nice runs and some really big runs, but his passing ability on the run in the pocket wasn't really shown. So I think next year, Lamar Jackson's going to be... going to have to make some better throws and improve his accuracy and just in general just improve his overall game so he can't be schemed against as just a run quarterback that has some passing ability you know this actually may be the greatest swindle in nfl history at first i was like wow do we really know if lamar can be like a really good franchise quarterback because you know they're talking about extending him and making a contract extension i think he deserves money yeah but he, he definitely does because we've seen his ability we've seen his talent but what if the Ravens are able to convince him to take a deal for less money and maybe say, well, part of it's because of your underperformance, but part of it's because we want to actually get you help. And all of a sudden they get like some more O-line help. I know part of it was just injuries this year, but like a little bit more O-line help, get some receiver help. I mean, they had a bottom five receiver core in the NFL, but it felt like the worst receiving core in the NFL. Like yeah, I'd take, really like, I would take like the Jaguars receiving core over the Ravens receiving core, like pretty much any team, even the Jets. I would take like Jamison Crowder or whatever. But like if you can get this man some help and some receivers to actually throw the ball to, I feel like that itself might just help the passing game. I'm not saying that's a total 100 percent fix, but like they may be able to get him on a smaller contract, sign some receivers and then be back in Super Bowl contention. I do, yeah, I do think you do have to pay him, though, because he is a huge name. He's a ticket seller. He sells you a jersey. He tells you, he sells you the tickets, and he's, he's, a, he's a great player. Like, even though he hasn't been able to get it done, he's a dynamic player, and with you need to keep him in that offense, and the offense is really built around him with, like, the run option, and yeah, I agree. You need a better receiving. You just need a better receiving core. That's all it goes down to. Marquise Brown might be one of the worst wide receiver ones in the league, and I really liked him coming to year, but that's just that's just what he is at this point in time. So whether they sign a guy like Allen Robinson, if they have the money to do so, if they draft someone in the deep class, that's that's that would be huge. And also, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a big year next year. I think he's really talented. He showed that in this game. Yeah, fun fact about that last game. Both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins had 10 carries for 42 yards with a long of 12 for that whole game. Just a little fun fact. But I I agree. I mean, just going back to what I said earlier, I think they win that game if Lamar doesn't throw that pick six. But I don't think that pick six is really the receiver's fault. And what was the dude's name? Huntley? What was his first name? Yeah, who came in after the head injury? ESPN says it's something with a T, but after Lamar goes out, like you saw, like other than the awful throw where 
he has a touchdown on what was it, fourth and ten, fourth and eleven to Hollywood Brown down yes. the right sideline. He is just wide open. It's a throw you have to hit. Um, I think Lamar would have hit that throw, but even then, I'm not sure it really would have mattered. Just the momentum of the game was so so far gone after that pick six. But if I had to pick one takeaway from this week, it's um, what's the Buffalo coach's head name? Or, Sean yeah, Sean McDermott knows how to develop a game plan. He did a great job against this Baltimore offense. And even though Baltimore's defense is really good, the Bills found a way to win. And I think that makes them a really dangerous team and a serious threat to the Kansas City Chiefs, even if Patrick Mahomes plays. All right, do we go over to the NFC now, talk about those NFC divisional games in which we saw that Drew Brees may have played his last game in the NFL? You know what the big controversy of the game is, though? I mean, like, we're celebrating that this is probably the end of Drew Brees' career and stuff. But, like, people are talking about, like, should Drew Brees have been benched when they were down by 10 with five minutes left in the game and the Saints had the ball? I mean, Drew Brees' arm looked terrible. Jameis Winston could effortlessly throw the ball much further down the field and maybe lead him on a drive. But this is also the man that threw 30 interceptions last year. So it's like, should Jameis have gone into that game? Um, I, I don't think Jameis should have gone into that game because, yes, you could say because it was a farewell of Drew Brees, and that's not really my reason. It's more of with Jameis Winston, he's going to give you touchdowns, he's going to give you interceptions. So he, Jameis Winston is going to make mistakes. You can't just say he's a great quarterback because of a 56-yard pass while he was wide open on a play they pretty much stole from the Bears. It looks the exact same. He did so no, they're Like, literally, in the announcers were like, oh, my God, he's going up to 1 a.m. They showed the play again. Sean Payton, same exact play Sean that Payton the Bears Payton himself said between the Bears game and this game, he said, I have hand, I have, like, handwritten one play into the playbook, and it was that one, and it went four times. I mean, the Rams stole the um, two-point conversion play against the Dolphins. From the, the Jets Hawkins. two years ago? Or that was a great play. I think it was the... Was it the Dolphins earlier this year? I think it was the, the hook and lateral. Yeah, the Either lateral way, pass off the wide receiver screen. It was very from, they stole it from some NFC East team, and it was done at least somewhat recently. And that was a great play. So, I mean, this is a copycat league. You know, plays yeah. get stolen. What, well, all I'm, what I'm saying is that James Winston hasn't shown himself as the starting quarterback of this team. Taysom Hill has actually been the quarterback, too. So, for most of the season, James Winston has been probably working with the second or third team. So, coming into a new offense against a defense that's making big plays, I don't think Jameis Winston would have been the answer and would have really changed the game. Yeah, I think that throw by Jameis Winston to a wide open, what was the dude's name, uh, streaking down the field. Uh, It was Smith, whatever his name was. Yeah, Trayvon Smith. Um, I think that throw was really like, oh, Jameis can do this. Like, this dude threw 30 picks. Come on. Like, Drew Brees threw three picks. I think if Jameis is in, the result kind of remains the same. But, and there is a huge but to this, because Tampa Bay had eight or more in the box on 45% of all of New Orleans plays. Drew Brees did not throw a pass further than 16 yards down the field. And when you have eight in the box, I don't care what running back you are. I don't care that it's Alvin Kamara. Eight in the box is eight in the box. You're not going to have a huge day on the ground, even though Kamara had, what, 80-something rushing yards on 18 carries. He had an okay day, but... Eight in the box is eight in the box. Drew Brees, he's had a fantastic career, but it is more than past his time to go. He can't throw the ball down the field at all. He had a quarterback rating of 38.1 last night. Um, That's really, really bad. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, he completed 19 of 34 passes. He had 134 passing yards. Just... 
it was not it was not the way you wanted to see Drew Brees go out, but it is his time to go. And to be honest, I don't think they were going to win a Super Bowl with him. Even if he was in his form of three years ago, I don't think the Saints would have won a Super Bowl. So Drew Brees has been great. It's been a great career, but it is time to go. It definitely is time. But I think we can agree that this game was won by the defense. And I mean, that's cliche to say when you have a great like first battle Hall of Fame, because both of these guys are first battle Hall of Famers going to go down as like some of the greatest of all time. But it's like Tom Brady had 199 passing yards and two touchdowns. Breeze, what do you say? He had like 134 passing yards. I mean, that is terrible. I mean, they didn't even combine for 400 passing yards. And, you know, like some of these other quarterbacks that are still in the playoffs are going to do that effortlessly. So this was definitely a game won by the defense and the turnovers rather than this magical quarterback matchup that we were hoping for. But also for Tampa Bay, I think you have to look to the running game because – both Fournette and Ronald Jones had 62 and 63 yards against, you could say what you want about the Saints defense, I know that Ben doesn't really like them, but statistically, against the running back position, they've shut them down, and they've been seen as one of the better run defenses in the whole league, so for the fact that Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette got over 60 yards going into a game with a bit weaker of a run defense, that'll be interesting to see in an interesting dynamic in the next game. Yeah, Andrew, though, I'd actually challenge you on that. I'd say that this game was not won by Tampa Bay's defense as much as it was lost by the Saints offense. Uh, the Saints offense did not play well enough to win, but I, agree I was thinking the whole time after that, after that punt got returned, and it got called back for that illegal block in the back. I was thinking, when is this going to come back to bite them? Because at one point, the game was 20 to... It was 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. If that like punt gets late turned, let's assume Will Lutz makes that extra point. That game is 24 to 20. Meaning, even if Tampa scores there, then Drew Brees can go down the field and retake the lead. Not saying he would have. I'm just saying it was a possibility. I think that really came back to bite the Saints. I just don't think the Saints really played a great game in general. And now going to the point about the Saints defense, dude, the Saints had just such a terrible, terrible schedule this year. They played the Panthers twice. They suck. They played the Falcons twice. They also suck. And they have zero rushing attack whatsoever. And they played Tampa Bay twice in arguably their two worst games of the year. Yes, they did play. Um, they did play. The Vikings, Dalvin Cook, however, though, averaged over five yards a carry, and he scored a touchdown. Dalvin Cook's Dalvin Cook. I'm surprised they didn't give him the ball more, but Dalvin Cook is a player you could make an exception against. Just, I think the Saints' defense was really good, but I think overall it was just a little... The stats on defense are very dependent on, like, your schedule and who you're playing. Uh, Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire also averaged five yards a carry against this defense. So... Overall, I think the Saints had a good defense, especially with the pickup of, what was his name? Uh, the guy from the Niners. Was it Levante David? Um, no, he's still on the Bucks. No, 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 no. They got a linebacker. Uh, Quan Alexander. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the pickup of Quan Alexander. I think the Saints... I'm going to be honest, the Saints were on a Super Bowl team this year. It was it was great that Drew Brees could have this like little 12-4 season, even though he got hurt. He had a chance to play his final game in the Superdome, but uh, the Saints weren't going to win a Super Bowl regardless this year. So I think that the playoff picture has the two best teams from each conference on both sides, um, and we should be in for a really, really fun weekend next weekend. All right, Packers, Rams, and I would like to preface this by saying that me and Ben are both diehard Packers fans, so this is going to sound a little biased when I say this, but I don't really think that the Rams were ever in that game very much. I mean, I know the score might say that they were, 
but it felt like the Packers, I mean, they didn't punt till the second half. They had one punt the whole game. They would drive downfield effortlessly. Sometimes it would just be a field goal, and the Rams would just get these random scrappy touchdowns on like a random one-and-a-half-minute drive, and then they would just disappear for the rest of the game. I don't really think there's really much to say about this. I mean, Aaron Donald was out the second half, but when he was there in the first half, he was being clamped by Elton Jenkins. I mean, there's no real winner of the Adams-Ramsey matchup. Adams got the touchdown and a couple receptions, but, like, he didn't really necessarily beat Ramsey. I think he had, like, 30 yards and yeah, a touchdown on Ramsey. Also, like, he was Ramsey was, all, Ramsey was also in zone the whole yeah, game. He was, well, they first of all, play, first they of played all, one man play, and Devontae scored a touchdown. That's true. I mean, I will argue, though, I think Ramsey actually was in man. That one time, Devontae burned him on the slant, but then backed off to act like he, he was in zone. Burnt, he got burned yeah, it was on really a slant bad. by Devontae. I don't think that there's a real the winner, though, because they didn't go man-to-man throughout the entire game. I think that was way overhyped, even though both of them are incredibly talented. Yeah, I think that really sucks, especially because after Devontae gave his post-game interview where he was what he was like allegedly chirping he was like oh yeah i have all the respect in the world but i was telling him i'm not some of the guys who you've played follow me around the whole game let's give people what they asked for um to jalen to jalen ramsey's defense it's not really up to him whether he follows Devontae adams around the whole game as much as it is up to the defensive coordinator but i think the biggest takeaway from this game is at this point assuming mahomes like let's assume that mahomes doesn't play and the bills beat the chiefs I think the Super Bowl is Green Bay's to lose. And I think Green Bay Green Bay is only going to beat themselves at this point, just like they beat themselves at Tampa Bay in week five. Um, if Green Bay doesn't turn the ball over, they just have so many ways who can beat you. It wasn't even Devontae Adams who beat the Rams. It was Jamal Williams averaging six yards a carry. It was Alan Lazard who had four receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Should have been more if his hands weren't made of steel in the frozen tundra. You could argue it would have been more like 150 yards and two touchdowns on five receptions if he catches that ball. Um, so I really think at this point it's safe to say that the Super Bowl, unless – they play a totally healthy 100% Chiefs team is Green Bay's to lose, and they are the only team who can – Green Bay is the only team that can beat Green Bay at this point. I, I could kind of agree with that, but I think you guys are – maybe I'm not overhyping this Rams team, but this was a Rams team without Cooper Cup and had – pretty much Robert Woods was guarded by Jared Alexander and the rest of their targets – we're pretty much like, like you want Van Jefferson, you want Josh Reynolds. Like these guys aren't that great of wide receivers, and you could tell when this team wasn't going on a run. And also, Jared Goff is a system quarterback, and without one of his favorite weapons, Jared Goff didn't look great. This offense was like, this offense just wasn't that good. The Packers' defense against the run at, like allowed five yards per carry for Cam Akers. They only ran it with him 18 times, so he only got 90 yards and a touchdown. But the run defense didn't look amazing. Also, throughout the season, this Rams team. Lost to the Jets. They were in close games against against not that great teams, and they just didn't show themselves to be a great team throughout the season. I think this Rams team was slightly overrated. And also, looking at the defensive side, Aaron Donald was limited, and even when he was in, you could tell he was not his himself. I think he only got like one tackle, no sacks, no not much pressure all game. So yes, I think the Packers, they're a very, very good team, but I don't think by just this game alone, you could say they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Well, I'd bet my odds on that. It's not about the Rams in general. It's by the also. entire season. I mean, I think that when you match up the Packers with the Buccaneers, yes, it, they got crushed by them during the regular season. But they were up 10-0 until they were up 10-0, zero, two pick six. tipped I think interceptions in a row, by the way. They hadn't lost all season yet. They were undefeated. They are going into Tampa Bay, random game. 
they're hosting an NFC division, uh, an NFC championship game. They have a little bit more rest than the Buccaneers, and Brady's old, dude. He's 43. I just feel like if the the Packers lost that game the regular season because they beat themselves. So now that they're at home, this is their game to lose. And unless they play a healthy Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team in the Super Bowl, I think that game is also theirs to lose as well. And I think that's why, because the Packers really don't lose to teams this season. They just lose to themselves. I agree with that statement, but I was telling Evan this earlier. I think Green Bay should win this game, and I think if they don't turn the ball over in stupid ways, I'm looking at you, special teams, Tavon Austin. We signed you for a reason. Stop fumbling the goddamn ball. Where's Tyler? He's hurt, but I think this game is Green Bay's to lose, and I think if they don't turn the ball over, they will win by double digits because we are in Lambeau Field, the great, the best home field advantage in football. I, I don't care. It's the best. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit scared of this team with Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. I think Green Bay should win the game if they come out slow, which doesn't happen with Green Bay very often, but they do come out slow pretty often in the second half they turn the ball over and then again it's like oh well they haven't really turned the ball over all season but Tampa Bay's defense completely thrives off turnovers I was looking at this earlier they had four turnovers a couple of them were just 100% related to Drew Brees four turnovers against the Saints they win by 10 they had two turnovers against Washington they win by eight who did they play in week 17. They had four turnovers against the Falcons. They win by 17. Uh, they played the Lions. The Lions suck. There was one fumble lost in that game. That game, game was that game was nuts. It was a blowout. But they're the Lions. Then in week 15, I believe, who did they play? They played the the Falcons again. They win by four points. Atlanta lost two fumbles that game. So I think Tampa Bay's defense and Tampa Bay in general just thrives off the turnovers. And when they win the turnover battle, a lot of the times they're going to win the game. Brady has had his moments this season where he has thrown two interceptions, three interceptions in a game. And I think this game is really going to come down to, is Mike Patton just going to figure it out on defense? Is he going to figure out that we can get pressure with four? And if we can get pressure with four, Green Bay should win. If we don't turn the ball over, Green Bay should win. But like I said before, I'd be lying if I wasn't, if I said I was not a little bit scared of this Tampa Bay team. Yeah, I agree. If you're not, if the Packers don't give away turnovers this game, they're going to win this game. But like Ben was talking about, it's easier than said than done. I think the Bucs are in top of the league, not top of the league, but towards the top of the league in getting turnovers and also points off turnovers. I feel like whenever the Bucs get a turnover, Tom Brady in that offense is electric and finds ways to score points. And when you're also looking about, it's I think this game is going to go down to who makes more mistakes and who gets the last possession. Unlike Ben and Andrew, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think both of these well, offenses. going to be a blowout. I just think if, if Green Bay doesn't turn the ball over, I think Green Bay wins pretty easily. I I disagree with Ben because I don't know. Like you look at Tampa Bay's offense. Yes, Jair, let's say he guards Mike Evans. You still have Godwin. You still have Gronk. You still have Scotty Miller. Tyler Johnson made plays. You've got a two-headed monster at running back. Two-headed monster running back that ran very well against the Saints defense. They looked very good. You could say whatever you want about Fournette, but he's got his game going in the last two games. So this is not going to be an easy game to defend. They've got a good offensive line. Tristan Morris has been very good as a rookie. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be all about one, turnovers, and two, who gets the last drive. Because both these quarterbacks on the last drive are going to give you the points and are going to win you the game. 
I agree, but at the same time, this is exactly what everybody said about this Rams game. Oh, the Rams defense is number one. But the Rams, Jalen Ramsey. The Ram- oh my God. The Rams. They were defense. going against Jared Goff without one thumb. And Jared Rams, Goff isn't good with all the of his Rams thumbs. The Rams. De- what did I just say? It's not about the Rams as a whole. It's about the Rams defense. They got torched. 486 yards total. Yeah. 190 of which came on the ground. Nice. 190. This is the number one defense in every single category in the NFL. Yes, Aaron Donald, was was he probably limited, even though the coaches and him did not say anything? Was he probably limited? Yes, probably was a little limited. He had a torn cartridge in his chest, right? Probably was a little bit limited. But I still think a limited Aaron Donald doesn't just get held to zero of every defensive step except one tackle that came on the goal line when, who was it, Aaron Jones just ran into him. Aaron Jones, I love you, man, but can't be running into Aaron Donald. We know who's going to win that matchup. Um, Jalen Ramsey, oh, Jalen Ramsey's going to bag like the rest of the corners are going to bag Green Bay's receivers. Alan Lazard has a huge game. MVS should have had a 95-yard touchdown. Rodgers missed him. Like, it's, this was the number one defense in the league, and Green Bay torched them. Like, torched. No ifs, ands, or buts. Torched. I think what they did to the Rams, they're going to do to Tampa Bay as well. And everyone, we're forgetting one thing. This game is in Green Bay. We've seen what Green Bay does to teams. We saw what it did to the Titans. It's supposed to be 25 and snowy. 25 and snowy next Sunday for game time. Completely took away Derrick Henry. And if Green Bay goes up, especially to start the game, it is going to be very tough for Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay offense, which has been very inconsistent throughout the year, to get back into a game, especially with how good Green Bay's defense has been playing. Green Bay's defense since week 13 is ranked fifth overall in PFF. It's gonna, it, I think if Green Bay doesn't turn the ball over, they win this game by double digits. If they turn the ball over more than once, I think Tampa Bay wins by double digits. Rodgers is on the clock. We can't throw these two. One Given one of them was completely tipped, was not his fault. The other one was semi-tipped, just got wrestled away from Devontae. But we can't turn the ball over, especially on special teams, if we want to win this game. I think you're weak. Week 13 statistic is slightly skewed because I think in those games you played the Eagles offense, who was horrible, the Detroit Lions, who put up 24 points, the Panthers offense, the Titans offense, Titans were a very overrated team. It got shown in their game against the Ravens. You played the Bears offense, awful, and the Rams offense. So you played against pretty bad offenses in those games, and this is the best offense you've played. I think it's the best offense since you played, like, even the games were that you played, the Bears allowed 25, you played Indianapolis, you allowed 34. Those are not good offenses. When's the last time you've played a high-powered offense? I don't know. Those games were And like I'll say again, I think you're overrated the Rams defense. The Rams defense has been giving up, like, at least mostly 20 points a game to mediocre offenses. You're saying number one. They're such a great defense. Like, they're a good defense, but they're not, like— The Rams were ranked number one in—I cannot stress this enough. They are still overrated, though. defensive category. There was not a single defensive category where the Rams defense did not rank number one. Which is weird because they lost to the Jets and they lost to the Jets. Yeah, they allowed twenty-seven points to the Rams. We've seen better defenses more recently. Like even like, take me, give me the Steelers from last year, and I'll take them over the Rams from this year. Give me the Steelers from this year. I mean, look, the Rams are good, confident. The defense. I'm not talking about. Give me, give me. Listen, 
the Rams are a good, competent defense, and the Packers scored on them very easily. But at the same time, yes, they are overrated. I agree. They're not an all-time great defense. But compared to other defenses in the NFL this season, 2020, I'm not, I don't care about the Legion of Boom. Obviously, the Legion of Boom was better. I'm not even saying they're the 2018 Bears. I'm not even saying they're last year's Steelers. Compared to every other defense in the league this year, they were number one in every statistical category. Every single one. I think we should head over to the AFC preview because that was basically the preview matchup of the NFC Championship. So how about let's talk about this Chiefs-Bills matchup and what I think everyone needs to know is is Patrick Mahomes even going to play? Like, and if he does, will it even matter? Oh, will totally matter. If he'll play, I don't know. I do not know how bad the concussion is. I'm almost positive it is concu- concussion because of how early they ruled him out. It was pretty much right after the hit, and they've announced it's concussion. So normally, he would be out with it for this game because it normally takes, I think it was 19 days, around two weeks for them to get back to play. But... I don't know if maybe because it's a big game, I don't know if they'll do anything because he's Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know if there'll be any preference, but I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, I am expecting a pretty solid Bills win, even with Andy Reid's play calling. Wait, you're saying a bit solid Bills win no matter what, even if no, Patrick Mahomes? No, I said with, without oh, Mahomes, okay, it's okay, going to okay, be a pretty... Sorry, I'm not going to say easy. You. I'm not saying like 30-point win, but I'm saying... 15, 17, 20 point win by the Bills. If, if Mahomes gives, if Mahomes plays, give me the Chiefs by 10. If he doesn't play, give me the Bills by more than a touchdown. That's what I'd say about it. I do not disagree at all. Well, I mean. I slightly disagree with by 10. I think I just, it'll I be think a close game once again. It's, but. it's playoff football, man. Like, it, you just, you typically don't see a lot of blowouts in playoff football, right? Like, the Packers beat the Rams by 14. Was that the has that been the biggest win of these playoffs so far? Was there uh, was 17 there? to 3 no, no. was also 14. 14. The, the Browns one. dominated the Steelers in the first matchup. Yeah. Well, but yes, but the they ended score? up winning by 12, right? Wasn't it 49-37? Actually, they won by 11, but that was garbage time numbers, yeah. Garbage time numbers. I agree, but just overall like it's like like I'm saying, like the the Browns, the Browns went up 28, and they didn't even win by, like, 15. And I'd argue that the Browns probably had have the best offense, the best offensive build to chew out a clock, in, like, in the NFL, right? So I think it's play. I, since it's playoff football, I'm not going to say one team dominates the other team. Um, but I do think if Mahomes playing is the X factor, and one thing I'll say about that is, Given a lot of players after they get concussed, don't stand up right away. So maybe like this is a normal thing. But right after he got hit and Mahomes tried to stand up, you could just see he didn't know what stadium he was at. He was black out his eyes. There was nothing going on in that. Like it looked it looked really bad. But then again, how many players do you see just pop up after getting concussed? Usually they're, like, lying on the ground. They don't even try to stand up when a player gets concussed half the time. They're either, like, lying on the ground or, like, they get up and immediately wobble over to the sideline. I mean, listen, the average concussion in the NFL takes 19 days to actually pass concussion protocol. And so let's assume that Mahomes' wasn't that bad. Let's assume that they're going to push him through as quickly as possible because this is their, you know, Super Bowl run on the line. I mean... 
I think realistically Mahomes could play in this game, but what's really interesting, actually, I'm not going to bring it up. You guys can just go ahead. Also, another thing is not only did he have the concussion, there was also, I think, a left foot problem that was impacting his throws yeah. before the concussion even happened. I don't know if that's going to be fully he healed. So if he plays, he's going to be in a situation with multiple health problems in a Bills team that has been rolling through these playoffs and through the regular season. So I think if even if Mahomes does play, he might be playing through injuries, and the Bills can maybe capitalize off that with a really good offensive performance. But I'm not saying but if Mahomes plays, I'll take the Chiefs by three. That's my prediction. Okay, moving forward, just a question that's on my mind. Let's say Mahomes does play. Are you taking the AFC or the NFC to win the Super You're saying Mahomes plays like, in the AFC Championship Like, let's say Mahomes plays game. in the AFC Championship. Are you going to take the team out of the AFC or the team out of the NFC? I'd probably take... You guys are probably going to say NFC. I'm guessing you're saying NFC. I'm going to say AFC. I think... Throughout the whole season, the AFC has been playing with tougher competition. Throughout the playoffs, they've had tougher playoff matchups. Like, maybe not particularly, but the Ravens are a pretty good team. Bills won that game. And the Chiefs, Browns, that was, that was just a crazy game and all with penalties and everything. So, I think the AFC has two teams with high-powered offenses that can, I'm not going to say completely keep up with the Packers, but they can maybe keep up with the Packers. And defensively, they both have really solid defenses that are pretty similar to how good the Packers are defensively. I think both of them can match up. Well, okay, does your answer change if Mahomes doesn't play? If Mahomes doesn't play, I'd give it... I'd put my money over to the NFC. But with a healthy Mahomes, I would have to pick Chiefs to win it all. That's just with with what Mahomes can do. And when I say healthy, maybe he's a bit banged up, but, like, if he can make his normal throws, if he can make his normal reads, I'm going to have to give it to the Chiefs for my prediction. But... With Mahomes out, I really like Josh Allen the Bills. I think they could win, but I wouldn't bet them over both the Bucks and the Packers. Well, first of all, I don't think Buc- if, if the Bucks win, it's a plays, home game. So, it, yeah, yeah. That, the, Chief, the Chiefs oh won by goodness. less than a touchdown against the Bucks. Was was that game in Tampa? I'm not sure. Was that? Was it in Tampa? Well, either way, this game's going to be in Tampa. The and first Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ever played to be played by a, like the some team has home field advantage. It'd be the first ever. So. I mean, I'm really torn. Well, first of all, the Bills are not really a big factor for me. I think they've been just a little overrated, and I would take... If the Bills were to make it, I would take the NFC anyway, and if Mahomes plays, I'm going to take the Chiefs anyway, so I'm going to ignore them. But the Packers and the Buccaneers have, like, really different play styles. Like, I know they both have, like, good offenses, you know, like, they got some weapons, but, like, in the matchups against, like, let's say it's the Chiefs. By then, Mahomes' foot, his concussion will be fully healed. And, like, both the Packers and the Chiefs have very, like, nuanced, fancy offenses. Kind of like the Ravens, almost, but, you know, not running. But, like, fancy and nuanced type thing. Not, like, super really tough. But then the Buccaneers are, like, this really tough, like, grinded out kind of defense and offense in a way. So it's, like, I don't know what to say because I, you know, I'm biased. But I would take Packers over Chiefs, but Chiefs over Buccaneers, uh... So I don't know who I would pick, NFC or AFC, in that situation. It's going to be close either way, and it would be a great matchup, and that would be really fun. Yeah, I agree. I think I think what's really interesting about the Chiefs and the Packers is they're both kind of built to beat each other, right? Like, you have a defense that can – like, the Packers' defense, say what you will about them. I understand they've had their problems, but every time a game gets close, every time it gets a little bit dicey – the Packers defense is there, and the Packers defense is not giving up touchdowns. Like, just prime example is this weekend, right? This game, what was it at one point? 25-18? Like, the Rams had a chance to go tie the game at one point. What happens? Rashawn Garrett 
Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Kenny Clark are in Goff's face. Three out of the four snaps on that possession, they get the turnover. So, and with that same thing, the Chiefs have... I'm not going to say the Chiefs have a great defense, but the Chiefs have a lot of playmakers on that defense, similar to the way the Packers have a lot of playmakers on their defense. They have the Tyron Matthew. They have the Legereus Sneed, who's been playing awesome since the middle of the season or whenever he really took over that starting cornerback role. They have the Chris Jones. They have the Frank Clark. And both teams, obviously... Technically, the Bills' offense was ranked ahead of the Chiefs, but let's be real, none of us none of us really are buying that. Like, the Packers' offense and the Chiefs' offense are one and two no matter what way you put them, and both offenses can really, really do it all. I'd say the Packers can probably run the ball a little bit better than the Chiefs can, but both, both offenses are built to score a lot of points, take up a lot of time, even though they can both score in one plays and they can keep other offenses off of the field, and they're really built to beat each other. Packers-Chiefs would be such an awesome Super Bowl. I am just really, really hoping that Josh Allen and Tom Brady don't ruin that game for the rest of the world. Because I don't know why, but just watching the Buccaneers play, just and maybe it's just because they played against the, uh, the Saints and the Washington football team. But it's, it just bores me. I, I don't really know why. Like, it just seems like their offense doesn't really have the huge, explosive, deep play threat like both the Packers and the Chiefs have, and even the Bills have with that Josh Allen-Stephon Diggs connection. So I'm just really hoping that Josh Allen and Tom Brady don't ruin what would be, if I had to pick, probably the best Super Bowl of the past 10 years, 15 years maybe. I mean, we've seen some really cool stuff in terms of, like, uh, the goal line interception, the largest comeback in Super Bowl history. I mean, we've seen some really I'm, cool Super yeah, Bowls I'm not talking year. about, like, moments. Like, I'm talking about just as game overall. Yeah, I mean, well, you can argue that a 25-point comeback as a game overall is pretty good. But, yeah, I get what you mean. It would be a really electric, explosive game. I hate the and Falcons. we kind of need to see this happen. Also... Because we don't know, because the Chiefs are going to be there like so many years, so often. I mean, Mahomes is going to be great for the next 10, 15 years. But like, how many more years do we have of Rodgers? How many more years can we get this man a Super Bowl? And like, I think as an NFL fan, you can even agree with that. You want to see this guy that's been super talented, kind of been Seth screwed over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm I don't know. I think you guys are slightly biased fan. as Packers fans saying yes, this will be the best I game am. in 10 years because the Packers, the last time they were in it was... Just over ten years ago, so that's probably that's your, of, your next. I think this game would be better than the Packers Steelers game. Well, well, the Steelers weren't that great of a team in that year. I just think it'd be the good Packers for the NFL went ten and six it. that year. <laughs> I don't think the NFL wants to see Brady in the Super Bowl again, and I don't think the NFL. I mean, I think if you're just a general NFL fan, I think you'd root for the Bills over the Chiefs. But either way, you know, Packers Bills would still be a really awesome electric game. But like Aaron Rodgers. Really talented, kind of been screwed over. He's only had a top 10 defense once before in his career. He's just been kind of screwed over in the playoffs by overtime rule where he scored a touchdown. Coaching has been terrible. Basically, the last time McCarthy's been a competent head coach was back in 2011. So I just think as an NFL fan, not even as a Packers fan, you want to see Aaron Rodgers back in the Super Bowl over Tom Brady, no matter who he's playing, whether it's Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. If you're rooting for Tom Brady against the Packers. I don't know what to tell you. And I guess I could get it if you're a Bears fan. But, like, 
if you're rooting for Tom Brady to get back to another Super Bowl, which in all likelihood I think he would win if he gets back, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> why Why are you rooting for Tom Brady? Like, why are you rooting for Tom? Unless you're a Buccaneers fan, which I understand, but why are you rooting for Tom Brady? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, likes Tom I, I Brady. get that. Like, I'm so sick of him being so good. Like, just retire. Like, oh my God, I'm just so sick of him. He could go on about and this every forever. time I pick against him. He picked him to be like 88 this year or 7 or he 9. He hears me. He's listening to me. <laughs> he said that he, has he wouldn't me be a good fantasy and he's quarterback. Just like, oh, he said that they wouldn't make the ben playoffs. Ben I'm going that they to make him look Saints so stupid. Every single time. Every time I pick against him. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady will win. The-. And he's like, oh, oh, he said I'm going to win that. Well, guess what? No, I'm fucking knock it like oh i just i I can't stand him and if you're rooting for tom brady i hate you that's all i had to say sorry okay yeah no i do get that the average nfl fan is going to root against tom brady but when it comes down to a final game i don't know if the average nfl fan is as much of a aaron Rodgers fan as all of you guys are I I could like it's it's i don't think it's anything against aaron Rodgers. he's probably the most talented quarterback of all time it just in certain cases, there are slightly annoying plays. I'm not going to go into too deep of it. A bit of like roughing the passer calls, some of those that are a bit uh, a bit interesting. Oh but t- t- Tom, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both ask for the same calls, so it's not like Rodgers is asking. Because they're highly respected first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, I just feel the like there are certain quarterbacks. Deserve. Actually, this is probably the matchup of the two quarterbacks that ask for calls and get calls. Okay. That makes it even. That makes it fair. Yeah, it does Honestly, make it fair. It's a fair game. Okay. Both teams are going to get their cars. This, this, like, the pack, I won't lie. I won't lie. The Packers, the past two years, have had a couple penalties, have had a couple plays that are suspect at best. But, like, let's not forget how leading up to these past two years, how well, Des Bryant, shafted. how about that? Okay, Des Bryant's the one exception, but <laughs> do you remember that, the fail Mary with the replacement That ball is... Do you I, the Clay Matthews... Yeah, but was that like... The Clay Matthews roughing the passer calls. Des Clay, didn't catch okay, it. Okay, I don't know. He didn't catch it. We're getting to Des. We're getting to Des. We survived the ground. We saw it last night with Chris Godwin. No one was complaining then. No, it's because they changed... set the standard. Yeah, okay, but they no, no, changed no, no. the call, the like, Packers, during that game. Like It was because he didn't catch it. They made the right call. Yeah, but remember the whole roughing the passer rules? And didn't the Packers start off the season 0-2 just because of two roughing the passer calls against Clay oh, Matthews? It was roughing the passer calls against Clay Matthews and no, right alone. They started out. The they started out one. They started out one, one, and one. Yeah, they yeah. beat the Bears no, no, in game yeah. one. Oh yeah, despite, they won. Despite, despite the call. brutal they roughing won, the passer. They tied. They lost. Clay Matthews calls both, which would have cemented the games, and they would start off the season two and zero. I mean, people don't even remember that. Do you remember the first really Bears Packers game, the double face mask, and then the return for a touchdown? Like, they didn't the get called. double face mask. Plus, like, probably roughing the passer after the play. What the double face? He like, grabbed his face mask yes. two different times during the play. You're yes, like, come on. but at the same time, you could say this happens in any NFL play. It's just living in Chicago. All of the Bears fans. Hate the Packers and oh, all the Packers fans. The NFL meme the pages yeah, also don't really true. like the Packers. <laughs> no one likes the Packers. They don't know why. No, I'm not saying you guys get all the calls. I'm just saying, as quarterbacks, 
Like when either Brady or Rogers gets that's touched. That's just typical. That's just typically how it goes. I'm not gonna. It's not just Brady and Rogers. Josh Allen serves an Oscar after that. That was beautiful. Yeah, that, also that was beautiful. Josh block was absolutely beautiful. Like it was, I mean, it was, it was late. But that was beautiful. Like got a page out of some soccer players right there. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think this this should be a really awesome weekend of football. You know, we have three we have three games left in the NFL season. I just really hope all of them are good and all of them are uh, enjoyable to watch. Um, I think we should wrap this up. Give me a score prediction for each of the two games. Before I give you the score prediction, I just want to say, remember when we didn't even know whether an NFL season were to happen? We didn't know how many cases they would have. We didn't know if they were going to go into a bubble. I mean, everyone hates Roger Goodell, and Roger Goodell has done a lot of really bad things, but he's actually handled this season pretty well and kept, like, COVID in control and allowed for an NFL season to happen. And so that's done by the players, the coaches, everyone involved doing a really good job because it allowed us to have our nice fantasy football season, but also just chill on the couch every Sunday and watch how many hours of red zone? I don't know. Enough. 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 At the same time, Goodell also, as as late as it was, he did make all of the – political changes, so to speak, that really needed to be made in the NFL. And now the NFL is a pretty big ambassador of those organizations like Black Lives Matter for social justice. And um, as late as he did it, it's better late than never. So, Goodell, you, you, deserve, you deserve a golf club for this season. I'm not going to give you a full plus. The yeah. f- like Brady should have been suspended for a year for deflategate. I'm not gonna. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not gonna. Wait, wait, let's wait, let's wait, not wait, totally wait, wait, get deflategate. We're, we're not gonna go into that. Wait, let's I just defend Brady on that one. But you're gonna. I'm gonna. I might cut that out. Just just give. Let's just give a score prediction. Okay, we'll so b- before I'm doing my score prediction, what I'm gonna say is you can. They're not that crazy predictions, but I was four for four last week, so. They they can call me crazy for my predictions, but I was four four last week. Mm, you said the Saints were gonna win. I I, I, I probably have the text. Three for four. Andrew three for four. Ben two four. I picked the I was four for four. I pick with my heart, not my head. <laughs> so yeah. So my first prediction. Are we doing with Patrick Mahomes in? Let's just do a prediction do with Patrick with with Mahomes in. We'll do one with Mahomes in. One with Mahomes, Mahomes in. I'm gonna go. Chiefs. Chiefs thirty eight. Bills, 30. And then without Mahomes, I'm going to go Bills, Bills, 30, Chiefs, 14. And then for the Packers, Bucks, you guys can get mad. I'm going to go Bucks, 34, 33. Close game. I can see either way. It's, I hate so, your soul. It's a coin toss. I hate your soul. Okay, so with Mahomes in, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, uh, I'll say... You know, he might still slightly be concussed, and they start slow. So I'm thinking like a 31-28 type thing, close game. With Mahomes out, I think the Bills would just go up like 35-20, to 20, just not even close. And then for Packers-Buccaneers, I'm going to go uh, Packers 42, Buccaneers 30-35. High scoring, I think, even in the snow. Um. I don't think any predictions you guys made have been really obscene. I just think the scoring for the games is a little bit high, especially. I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah, if Mahomes if Mahomes plays, give me the Chiefs 27, 27, 20. If if Mahomes doesn't play, give me the Bills 24, 14. Those for, are some Cynthia Freeland predictions. For <laughs> for Packers Bucks. Given it's supposed to be 25, given it's supposed to be snowy, 
give me Green Bay, and I'm going to take Green Bay 35 to 21, or 24 maybe, 21 and 24. That's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big gap. Pick with my heart, not my head. It's supposed to snow every time we score. It snows, man. It's a ma- it's That's a true. magical. We kind of did blow out the Titans. It's, snow it's a magical, night. magical thing. So I guess this is going to conclude our first episode of Casual Sports Fans. Let's not forget we're anything but casual. We just like how the name sounds. Um, COVID is still a thing. Let's be safe. Let's wear our masks. Let's check up on our neighbors. Let's be kind to people. From Casual Sports Fans, this is Ben Evan and Andrew signing off. Let's roll the outro.